Hello everybody, it is the time of year to begin registering for one or two of my slow groups that begin in July. My slow groups are these special groups where I focus on one topic and we deeply unpack it over the course of six months. So these are highly nuanced, deep dive, advanced groups. These are excellent for those of you who have taken my six week course or who just want to focus on one particular topic through a somatic and trauma-informed lens. The two that are opening up in July, or will begin in July, are my embodied parenting group and my embodied nutrition group. The embodied parenting group is just like it sounds, learning how to parent from your body, learning how to ground yourself in your parenting so you're not parenting from a reactive triggered place, but from a much more conscious place so you can actually find joy in your parenting instead of it being a total hellscape, like some of you have told me it is, and I've experienced it myself. The other group is an embodied nutrition group. This has been requested for years. For the past four years after students complete my course, they say, can you please do a course on nutrition and make it longer than six weeks? So finally, I can say, yes, you can, and I can, and I did. It is a six-month unpacking of the intersection between trauma nutrition, and somatics. How do we recover from stress and trauma via food? How do we relate to food as a being and not just some object on the plate? What's the biochemistry of food? Why is it not the best for my blood sugar to have toast, but lentils are just fine if they're both carbohydrates? All of this and more will be unpacked in this six-month group. To register for these groups, please go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click Groups or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. On today's episode, I'm going to navigate helping you feel presence and noticing the past and future and how they show up in your body. And when you feel presence, the capacity you have to deal with most things actually and handle most things. So don't take my word for it. Let's practice together first and see what you feel. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast. I am your host, Luis Mojica. I was sick and depressed until I discovered that I could make music and then my whole life transformed because I began learning how to listen more deeply. Listen to life, to the people around me, and to my body. And that's when I realized that the body speaks through sensations, and learning this new language meant relearning my body and mind. I soon healed myself of many chronic conditions, and then began teaching others how to do so as well. Holistic Life Navigation combines nutrition, self-inquiry, and somatic experiencing to help you release stress and trauma just by listening to your own body. This podcast serves as a place to share my experiences, as well as the experiences of many others who have healed and are healing through unique, unorthodox, and unusual ways. Your time to learn begins now. I have had so many people get very triggered by me when I say something like, you're safe right now. 
And to give you some context, I'm referring to when I'm in a Zoom room, let's say, and I'm looking at a bunch of little screens and I'm watching the people sitting in their chairs, in their rooms, in by the ocean, in their car, wherever they are. And I'm saying, notice how you're safe right now. And what I mean by that is notice the absence of threat. There's a common... Maybe it's not too common. Maybe it's only common in my life. But I'll say for me, there's this common understanding or this uh, phrase or this affirmation, whatever we want to call it. And it essentially is everything you need is here for you right now. Right now, you're okay. And the reason why this is hard to digest and comprehend and even believe or understand is because our body sensations trick us out of the present experience. Meaning, if I have some kind of anxiety from fear, if my blood sugar is low, if I <clears throat> even woke up from a nightmare that I don't remember, the chemistry in my body is having some activation and charge. And that physiology of activation and charge feels like something threatening is happening even if it's not. This is the complexity of PTSD. A traumatic event occurs, so let's say real-life threat occurs, and then we survive it, and the body doesn't quite update to its survival. The body is still oriented and reverberating to and from the threatening event. So the biology of the body is one of actual threat, even though externally... In the environment we're in, there's no current threat. This becomes a bit tricky when there's uh, global threats, when there's social and relational ruptures. Um, one that often comes to mind for me is the experience of racism. So yes, racism exists in the world. There's no question about that. And is it happening to you right now? Sexism exists in the world, no question. Homophobia, no question. Is it happening to you right now? And if we want to get really radical, let's imagine it is. I can see myself right now walking down the hallway and a group of boys is calling me the F word. And I'm walking by them. It's happening. They're threatening me. One pushes me into a pile of dirt. I get up, I get on the school bus, I sit down, the school bus pulls away from them. Now, if only I had this work then, I didn't. So I was on that bus just marinating in their words, marinating in their hatred that was coming from their eyes, marinating in the humiliation of being pushed into that dirt. Not because I'm a horrible, self-loathing, ignorant person, but because I was confused from sensation. The charge from their words and their gaze and their pushing me, the humiliation, the charge from that didn't leave my body. It got stuck because I just constricted and went into a freeze response. When I see myself on that bus, I see myself surrounded by really sweet people. I see a girl with a hearing aid who would actually end up being my girlfriend for two years. I see one of my neighborhood friends. I see the bus driver who reminded me of my grandmother. I wasn't able to feel any of them. I wasn't able to connect to their safety. I wasn't able to feel the distance between my body and the group of boys who were bullying me. I couldn't feel that. 
so I was stay I was that that event that experience got frozen inside of my being. As I even think about it now, being on the bus and I see the bus pulling away from them, oh my goodness, I feel this ease in my shoulders, I feel this depth to my breathing, I feel this calm in my chest. It's amazing. It feels so safe inside of me because I have an awareness of what's happening now. Not to bypass what happened, not to bypass accountability, but to give myself the clarity and the break from the difficult experience of being activated and filled with charge when real-time threat isn't occurring. So when I say to somebody, everything you need is right here for you, right now you're safe. And I, I'm, I'm actually going to go one step further because I don't say those things to people. I don't use that language, but I understand that language. What I say to people, which is what I'm going to say to all of you listening, this little drop in practice, is let's feel the absence of threat. So we're going to do an exercise right now. So get yourself ready. Pause this if you need to get still. If you have to pull your car over, if you need to get headphones in, whatever you need to do to get somewhat still and centered. And the first thing we're going to do is use our eyes to look around the room and really look around, investigate the room or the environment you're in with your eyes. Look behind you, look above you, look under you, look all around your being. And you're scanning to look for threat. I really want you to look for it. Is there anything in your space right now that is threatening you? Not that could be, but is. Really notice this. This is a powerful practice, much more complex and tricky if you're in public, if you see people, if you're driving. All those external bodies and movements are going to pose as possible threat and notice it and then keep asking yourself, are they threatening me now? And then feel the part of your body that feels the absence of the threat. Look at what's pleasant. Look at what's really beautiful around you. Look and feel for the sensations of, oh, the grass feels really good on my legs. Oh, this chair feels really good on my butt. Oh, I love the smell in the air right now. I love the color of this wall. I love the way the light's pouring in. I love the way the darkness is sitting outside my window. Whatever it is that you're in touch with, just notice where does my body feel the absence of threat. What's really cool about this is you'll start to notice these are the parts of your body that are actually biologically present. They're here right now with us. They're here in this moment. Feeling these parts may amplify or highlight the other parts that you didn't know were there. The parts that are constricted. The parts that are numb. The parts that are pulling back and wincing. The parts with worry, with anger, with pain, with guilt, with fear, whatever it is. And we're not here to talk those parts out of feeling any of these feelings. We're just here to notice, are those parts in relationship with the present? Are those parts a result of the present? Or are those parts the result of the remembered past and the expected future? Our subconscious, which I see as the body, not as the mind, our subconscious 
is reverberating and remembering painful events to try to keep us ready for if they happen again. So our physical bodies are sandwiched in between a remembered past and an expected future. And if you have a lot of relational trauma, pain, ruptures, bullying, hatred, all those things in the past, especially with other people, you're going to have a lot of expectation of that because your body is trying to keep itself alive. And it's one way when we're traumatized, our bodies stay in a certain survival mode of bracing, essentially against life. And in that bracing, our bodies are unable to physically feel where we are now. They're unable to take in the support and the resources of now. Really notice that. Notice how this is true for you. Don't take my word for it. See where your body is constricting. See where you're holding tension. Notice the thoughts that are streaming in that are really negative or painful or stressful. If your chest is tight, yet you're looking at a beautiful forest, what's that in response to the forest? Oh, it's in response to me thinking about those emails I haven't answered. Your chest is in the future. It's in the expected future of a stressful experience with emails, of people getting mad at you if you get back to them late, of thinking I have too much work to do. It's not in response or in relationship to the forest in this example. What's really interesting is whenever we're present, we're able to notice we're not being threatened right now. Doesn't mean we feel good right away. It means we learn the difference between the sensations in our body being about this moment or the sensations in our body being about the past or about the future. And such a clarity and sanity emerges from that. Again, it's not a huge cathartic, I'm walking on water experience. I'm still going to feel anxiety. I'm still going to feel tension. The difference is I have an awareness of where it's coming from. Even if I don't know the origin, I can know it's not coming from this moment because right now as I look around, I'm safe. Now, I've had people say to me, well, I think that, Luis, but then I remember this one time I felt a lot of grief for no reason and then I found out, you know, my best friend died. And even in this situation where maybe you are intuiting something, maybe something's happening somewhere else in the world, maybe it's a global trauma experience and your body's picking up on it. Are you still safe? Whenever someone I love dies suddenly or has some shocking medical experience, like going into a coma or something, I'm attuning to me. Am I in the coma? Can I walk? Do I still have breath? And in that self-attunement, I come right back to this practice of noticing how does it feel to be here? And how does it feel to be with the story of losing this person? And I feel the difference. And what I love about this practice is it's not about bypassing. It's actually making things more whole. It's actually about inviting everything in. Because when I'm attuning to the past and the future, and that's causing stress in my body, that stress is so loud that by then I actually bypass the beauty, the safety, the joy, the pleasure, the resources I have in the moment. I bypass my presence when I'm attuned to past or future. 
And I don't choose to be attuned to past or future. I don't believe in this idea that you're choosing to be negative or you're choosing to, to you know, relish in these really painful experiences because you self-sabotage. It's, I don't take credit for my thoughts. I don't take, I don't even take credit for these words coming out of my mouth right now. They're just flowing through and I'm letting them and it feels good. It feels like breathing <laughs> or laughing. I, in fact, I just hopped on this, this, I had no plan of even recording this. And then it just kind of felt it in my body and I grabbed my microphone, and hit record and dove in. So I don't take credit for these things. And I, I invite you to practice that yourself. Don't take credit for your thoughts. Don't take credit for your beliefs, your good ones or your negative ones, your painful ones or your pleasant ones. Just take credit for your noticing. Oh, I'm noticing it right now. Let me be with that. Because as you do that, you start to notice, oh, right now, I'm totally safe. I have food in my belly. I'm sitting at a desk. Ooh, let me feel this wood that somebody cut and painted and assembled so I could sit here and talk to you. Independence goes out the window and interdependence flo flows in interconnection. I am not an independent person brilliantly talking to you on a podcast. I am using so many things around me that so many bodies had to build and excavate from the earth and probably rip off from other people's lands. And I'm just as complicit in that, you know, uh, ignorant, uh, innocent oppression of other people through my purchases as somebody else that I might judge doing so. And in this moment, can I be in the stillness that right now, I'm in the presence of safety. There is no threat happening now. And can my body attune to that? And if so, how much of me can? How much of me can attune to that? That's what keeps me sane. That's what allows me to listen to thousands of people a year tell me their most brutal, painful experiences. And I sleep really well at night. I don't have anxiety, I don't have PTSD, I don't hold the charge of their experiences because I see them, I love them, I'm with them, I'm so connected to them, and I'm feeling my truth. And I'm only able to do that because I get to practice every minute I remember to with my own thoughts. How are my thoughts showing up in my body sensationally, and where is my body attuning to right now in time? Past? present, or future. So instead of hearing these affirmations or hearing people say things like, everything's here for you, you are safe right now, you have everything you need, instead of just taking that on, test it, really play with it. If you're sitting in your shithole apartment like I have for many years, <laughs> and you see a cockroach running across the floor and you see mouse shit all over your stove, which I just did uh, five months ago before I got brought my cat here. If I was attuning to a better stove, I would feel a sense of lack because this is the stove I have. These are the mice I have. This is the mouse shit all over my counter that I just cleaned off last night, right? Even in that experience, how lucky am I that I have a sponge to wipe it down with? How lucky am I that I have crumbs left over from a meal that I was able to purchase and eat and nourish my body with, that a mouse was able to eat and nourish its body with. What a beautiful practice of the 
dismantling of human supremacy of thinking that I should never have to deal with any other biological body or life force outside of myself. It's so humbling. Humility is just so grounding when we give into it. So really note, I could go on about this for hours. I will in other episodes, but I'm going to start closing now because I have some things to do. And I just want to leave you with this reminder. It's not about changing things. It's not about being a better person. It's not about practicing more. It's just about noticing when you remember to. Noticing, is my body attuned to now? Is it attuned to the future? Is it attuned to the past? And the more you practice this at your own pace, based on your own capacity, you'll start to notice and be shocked by how okay you are with most things when you're not in the past or future around it, but you're just here in the present. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My question for you is, where do you feel the episode? Take a breath and just notice. What's your body doing right now? Sit with it. Let it speak to you. And let whatever comes up, come up. And your only job is to listen. For all the wisdom you need is right inside of you. To learn more about my work, you can visit holisticlifenavigation.com and sign up for my mailing list. You'll receive a weekly newsletter with specific monthly topics, free resources, and upcoming events. You can also follow me on Instagram. If you like my podcast, please leave a review and share. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events, and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.